Welcome, everybody. Episode 159 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well. No Corey this week. Corey is indisposed. He's got uh, a boyfriend duties, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to be a man short for this week's episode. We're, we also don't technically have a topic for this week's episode uh if you listen long enough you know we we do occasionally we'll do adjust the news episode so there's been a lot of video game news this week so that's what our episode's going to be about uh so instead of nibble bits we're just going to kind of use those for our for our main segment so we're going to start with our weeks uh will how was your week uh all right i pretty much did nothing it's been the member guest at work so that's uh, Mm. the huge tournament so you know trying to be low-key and not fatigued and you know, work hard for those three that three day period. Yeah, not that I don't work hard any other time. Right, don't want to give you, that impression. Yeah, you, right. Well, yeah. but you know, so other than that, I've been playing Dota two, more nice. Dota two, and I played more Hearthstone. Okay, so not a whole lot, but all right. What about you, Eric? Uh, I don't think I did too awful much this week either, Dan. Uh, I'm getting really excited for the start of the Premier League season. Mm. When's that start? Sixteenth, nice. and. I wasn't going to be able to watch Arsenal's first game, but my girlfriend picked up a shift at work for the morning before we go to the Goo Goo Dolls, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'll be able to watch it. Nice. You, she wouldn't let you watch it otherwise? Uh, well, we're going out of town. Oh, you were going to leave earlier. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Because yeah, we're going up to her parents. Um, the Bills and Giants played in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, Did you watch it? I watched the first quarter, mm-hmm. at least until the starters went out. But the defense looked good, and the offense looked bad. I watched the last like minute or two after the yeah. game was like over i wanted to watch the halftime stuff but uh what was it what happened to half was it the hall of fame stuff that happened at halftime they did a special on jim kelly oh oh, oh yeah because yeah, he's with his cancer yeah. battles yeah not so. doing well i heard it was really good i gotta watch it on youtube yeah but okay now than that i don't i got to play some video games so that was nice try some different stuff cool yeah cool uh for me i finally finished return of the king uh, the audio audiobook, obviously. Again, it's excellent stuff. Uh, one of my favorite parts in that is the part in the Shire at the end of The Return of the King. Uh, if you've read the books, you know you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read the books. You should read the books. But that that's one of my favorite parts. After after the adventure is kind of over, there's another like smaller thing that happens in the Shire when they get back. And uh, really cool. Uh, but for me, one of the most compelling things about Lord of the Rings isn't necessarily although I do like it, the story of Frodo and the ring, it's all the other like lore and history of middle earth. So I picked out a, uh, I spent, I don't know, all day after I got home from work, what, maybe Tuesday or something, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, reading uh, off the Lord of the Rings wiki, wiki page, just different things that happened. Cause I, I, like I was aware of some of this stuff that, that happened, uh, just vaguely from, you know, the, the main books and then a few tidbits that I picked up here and there, but I didn't, even, I didn't realize like the depth of the history of middle earth that Tolkien created. Uh, so I, I picked out a few things that I thought were interesting to share. Uh, the first being that Sauron was not the first dark Lord. He's actually the second dark Lord. The first one's name was Melkor, uh, but he was more commonly known, known as Morgoth. If that sounds familiar, it's because the Balrog in Moria was was one of his servants, oh, uh, Morgoth's okay. servant. All right. um, he's uh, a rebellious Ainur. Ainur is his race. Uh, apparently, Ainur are spirits who help create the world with the god Eru Iluvatar, who is the like creator of, of Middle-earth. Um, and he wanted to corrupt the newly created Arda, which is Earth. And, because the, the Ainur and, and uh, Eru Iluvatar, 
Iluvatar obviously came before before the planet was created. So he wanted to corrupt it. And Sauron was actually his most trusted lieutenant until Morgoth was defeated. Uh, and after that, Sauron went into hiding. So uh, I thought that was cool. I, I, you know, that's a piece of history that you don't really get from the from the books. Even I think all that information is in the Silmarillion that I, I have to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it. I just haven't haven't read it. Is that audio booked? No, not yet. Actually, I, I wish it was because I would get it. Yeah. And some some of the other ones, uh, the Children of Huron, uh, is an audio book, and I don't think the Unfinished Tales is. But I know uh, Justin, who was on the uh, was it the competitive gaming yeah podcast we did. Yep, he's a huge fan of the yep. Silmarillion. Oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of like the beginning of <laughs> Middle Earth. It explains all that stuff, which is awesome. Uh, also, during the the there, there's another battle at the Lonely Mountain, which I, if you're familiar with the Hobbit, you know about the Lonely Mountain. Uh, during the battle in the fields of Pel- Pelennor, when Sauron's forces are attacking Minas Tirith. Uh, during Return of the King, another force man- made up entirely of Easterlings, who was uh, the people that live in the, the east eastern part of the, that continent, uh, attacked the Lonely Mountain and Dale with a force of 200,000. You never hear about this battle, I think, other than, like, really towards the end of Return of the King. It's because it, it happens in, like, a completely separate part of the of the continent. Um they attack with 200,000, uh, but the Lonely Mountain forces only have 20,000 men and 30,000 dwarves, but ultimately they're victorious. And uh, again, that's something you don't, you don't hear of in the, in the books at all. Uh, and then in addition to the, to the wizards Sauron and Gandalf, uh, and Radagast, obviously Radagast the Brown, there's also two blue wizards named Alatar and Palandro. Uh, when they enter Middle-earth, they head east towards where the Easterlings are, out of range of the tales of Middle-earth, and they're all but forgotten. You don't hear any more about them other than their entrance into Middle-earth. Uh, but another one of, the, one of the more compelling things about the Lord of the Rings universe is that there's just enough ambiguity, because like, obviously Tolkien created all this stuff. Uh, he could have very you know specific ways things happen, but he left ambiguity to make it feel real. Because obviously, you know, there's some things about our history that we you know we just don't know stuff that happened way back when. Yeah. Uh, and w- one of the things is the exact origin of the hobbits is is unknown in Middle Earth. Uh, they're first recorded as living in the valley of the Anduin River in the Third Age of Middle Earth. Uh, in the Third Age, ten. The year 1050, uh, they're broken up into ages and then the years after that. Uh, they began to migrate over the Misty Mountains. In the Third Age, 1601, the hobbits Marcho and Blanco got permission from the King of Arnor to cross the Baraduin River, which is the Brandywine River, uh, and settle in what is now the Shire. And then 1400, la- 1400 years later is when the quest to destroy the ring began. So... Even though the wow. hobbits feel kind of old, they're really not in the grand scheme of things. So I just thought that stuff was interesting. If you're interested in Lord of the Rings, go to the Wiki- Wikipedia, not Wikipedia page, the Lord of the Rings Wiki page and uh, read up on this stuff because it's fascinating. Craig in the I chat hours. said, uh, did you know that Middle Earth is actually a reference to global conspiracies that Tolkien believes in the Illuminati and wrote several documents on it, uh, hence the precious ring? No, that's cool. I'll have to look more into that. One of the another interesting thing about it too is the he kind of blends the the history of Middle Earth into into current day. He wanted it to seem like it was the history of our planet, and a lot of people being because the the Fourth Age begins after Sauron is 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 destroyed, uh, and a lot of people think the beginning of the Fifth Age is about when when uh, Tolkien was born, and then the Sixth Age goes until like World War One, and then the Seventh Age is like 
current. And they have now. history for all of that. A lot of it, yeah. A lot of it's is written down. It's it's pretty amazing all the all the stuff that he came up with Jeez. out of his own brain, languages, peoples, histories of everything. It's amazing. <laughs> definitely spend some time reading. I'll have to look into that. I haven't heard that. He said you can find it on Google. Oh, cool. Uh, I will definitely look into Tolkien that. That's, must that's have awesome. Some heavy drugs. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Well, so, some people think that Tom Bombadil, who was kind of a hippie character, was the 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 character that, you know, uh, uh, Tolkien wanted to be, like, in the, you know, just kind of in his own little world. Okay. <laughs> but there's also, like, uh, you know, probably pages of theories of what Tom Bombadil is, even, okay. in Lord of the Rings, which is also an interesting read. If I read. had the patience to read anything, I would. It's a lot, too, reading. like, because there was a lot of terms of, like, the ancient races that I had never heard that I had, you know, you have to read up on those races to figure out, like, what, what those people are and stuff, yeah. so. Uh, fascinating stuff. So after that, I started listening to the 1984, the audiobook. Oh. It, it should be a must-read. It's it's terrifying. I'll listen to you, it. You really should. I will, because it, I'll love it. Yeah, you'll absolutely sure love it. It's it's uh It's scary how, how, how well or well he seems like like he predicted it, but it's you know he wrote it in the fifties, I think. So um, it's it's crazy how close it is to stuff that's going on today. Uh, so that's all I did. Why don't we get into get into our our main segment? Will, why don't you get started with the first news story? Uh, one sec, I need to write this down, Dan. Oh yeah, we're at uh, it was ten minutes and two seconds. All right. Uh, all right. So the first one I have is Sony is actually being sued. Uh, by somebody because Killzone Shadowfall is not running in 1080p. Sony claimed that the game uh, runs multiplayer in 1080p apparently, and they said that the PS4 and uh, Killzone pushes the PS4's limits uh, for like the first game to come out, and you know it tests the hardware out. So somebody took it upon themselves to sue Sony over their misinformation. And I said we have run out of problems as a yeah. society if we're suing a game company or yeah. uh, uh, hardware developer. We certainly haven't run out of problems as a society. I can point you in a lot of them. It sure seems like we have with that, that this lawsuit. Guy, this guy probably just doesn't have a job is what it amounts to. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's probably got to have a lot of money, I would think. Only because, Independently wealthy. Yeah, only because otherwise you wouldn't be able to afford a lawsuit again. You'd have to get a good lawyer <laughs> against to Sony. go against Sony. Yeah. Especially like a, it's kind of a flimsy case. Kind of. I, I would think. Uh, I mean, there's the the whole uh, like uh, false advertising thing, but I, like I don't recall them ever trumpeting that. Oh, Killzone is going to run in 1080p. Is it? Like is every it? Game says it that is now. it just multiplayer that doesn't? It's just multiplayer that doesn't. There's it's a little blurry. Yeah, I don't know. It, I didn't notice it. No, it wasn't myself. That, it wasn't bad at all. I don't know but, how people even noticed that. Yeah. Is my first thing. I mean, I guess if they came out and said, this is going to run in 1080p on multiplayer at 60 frames per second, and it doesn't, then you might have a case. I don't know. It seems but, flimsy to me. But even, it seems like you're reaching. Even, yeah, but even th- if that is the case, like, why sue? Like, do you... Wh- yeah. What's the point? Well, yeah. it's like suing Mc- McDonald's for your coffee being hot when it spills on you. <laughs> yeah, because for- you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's just it's silly to me that you can sue for something that's stupid. Yeah. Well, that's the world we live in. <laughs> and, you know, again, I get the whole false advertising thing, but really for me, the the frame rate is more important than the resolution. Yeah, same here. Um, I agree with that. You know, especially playing The Last of Us and, and how nice it looks in the in the 60 frames per second. Yeah. Makes a huge difference as I mean, opposed to 30. I mean, any game coming out now is going to look, you know, good. In my mm-hmm. opinion, so like I don't, 
I don't yeah. I don't see the big deal. As you said, frame rate's the bigger the bigger issue. Yeah, so. definitely. I just thought it was stupid. I agree. All right, Eric, what do you got for us? Uh, my first one, Resident Evil is going to be remade um, HD coming to Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and PC. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out early next year as a downloadable game uh, and will be 1080p, oddly enough, um, on Xbox One and PS4. Which Resident Evil is it? The first one. Oh. oh. Yeah. The very first one. Okay. So, How do we feel about this? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of cooling off on all these remakes of everything, but Resident Evil is one that I actually might go back and try, especially if it's at a lower price point. Yeah, it's been a long time since I played it, too. Same like, here. a real long time. And that's a series that I, I feel like I, I didn't play enough of, mm-hmm. and I think if maybe if I started from the beginning again, I might get a little bit more into it. Gotcha. Um, but I guess they're doing some updates to it, not just graphically, but with some of the controls and things of that nature. They said there's going to be some additional enhancements. Uh, I'm sure that we'll be seeing a lot more of that as things come out for it. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I think this is one I'll probably try, but... 40 bucks. Just, uh, no. No? 40? See, I would do it for 40. I'd do it for 30 tops. 30? Yeah. Ugh. Definitely not 60. No. Even The Last of Us, which just came out not that long ago, was only 50. Right. So I don't... I mean, you wouldn't be able to charge $60 for... No way. And, uh, you know... The first Resident Evil game, no. as good as, as good as it was. I don't. Did you play that one? Yeah, I never. I never got very far. It was really hard. So I don't remember it. I think I did try it, but I don't really remember it at all. But that's just because I have a bad memory. I played it at Graham's house. Ah, uh, of course you did. Yep. Uh, and you know the the immortal part in that is when the the what the undead dogs jump out jump through the window at you and scare yeah. the crap out of you oh it was oh, that one yeah that's the first resident remember. evil oh, okay yeah wow. yeah i did play that then yeah came out in 96 man that's almost 20 years ago yeah yeah they said there's nothing i'm pricing yet but uh okay i don't know i, I it's kind of a lack of creativity i feel like at this point with all it, these it's, things it's it's like the the remakes of the movie industry exactly. it's the same exact thing <laughs> you're absolutely right feels like they're just running out of ideas for movies and now it's video games yeah but yeah i, I think my, it, it, part of it's financial sure. although although if they're like rebuilding the game from the ground up is that that's what it seemed like they were doing right redoing everything yes yeah, it it's a remake i don't know yeah i think that would be about as much as as just making a new game yeah yeah i still say dragon's dogma it's the same company capcom needs a put dragon's dogma on the ps4 even p just ported it over to pc they're not they doing a whole to. lot at capcom are they no they, well, I think they're the in thing. trouble when Capcom's i tweeted in trouble. this i said uh apparently zombies have a taste for creativity too yeah because <laughs> they went and <laughs> ate all their creativity yeah yeah capcom's been having some issues there's been some rumors about sony buying them or nintendo buying them so yeah yeah Craig, uh, Craig in the chat says the first one was good, but not any good now because it was the first of its kind. That's why it was good before. Yeah, that could be. But compared to today, he says it would be boring and slow. Yeah, I could see That's that. That's a good point, yeah. But, uh, I'd still be willing to give it a whirl. It's one of those things I'll probably wait until they put it on sale yeah. after it comes out for and like get it 15 for, bucks yeah, get or it for, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Amazon will have it on sale like in, in two months after it comes out. Yeah. I could see that game not holding up, though. Yeah. That that makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Twitch. Twitch came under fire this this past week. They 
pulled a YouTube, I guess, and made it so your people who play music during their streams, I guess, well, when when it when it gets archived and put like on the in in your archive, uh, any copyrighted music gets it get it mutes like half an hour chunks, I think, or maybe even the whole thing, and they're maybe going to move to to half an hour chunks. Obviously, everyone was up in arms, and uh, Twitch kind of backpedaled a little bit. And and you know they're they're trying to work with people on it and and I, I get that but I guess they did say that they're not changing anything about live streaming so any music you play during your live stream because a lot of people will put on Spotify while while they're while they're doing their live streams and right. and, and a lot of their their interaction with their followers is uh, uh, subscribers people that subscribe to their channel can you know pick the music and stuff for for the uh, spot their Spotify channel. Um, so yeah, obviously they're not, not pleased with that. It, it makes their, a lot of their older videos invalid. Uh, and even some people that did get permission to use music were having their, their videos get blocked. So that's a whole really? other process that they have to go through, uh, to, to get that, you know, unlocked and stuff. So, uh, I did want to talk about that. I mean, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about it? Well, I mean, it's like back when Metallica gave Napster a bunch of shit. Yeah. I guess I'm usually not really in favor of that but you can kind of see both sides of it yeah see i'm 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 actually surprised something like this didn't happen sooner yeah. and i'm actually surprised too that uh that twitch is gonna let live streamers u- use the music you know i i always thought that was kind of a legal gray area because i'm pretty sure it says uh in the spotify terms of service that you're not allowed to like broadcast the music that's on on spotify you know mm-hmm. maybe it's different if you're like a premium spotify member and you can kind of use that for your streaming i don't i haven't heard that but um yeah i was i was was because I, I i'm the same way i kind of see the, their point but yeah i i also think it's you know it's it's not even music you bought you know Right. Essentially, <laughs> you could just pl- essentially play every song that's on spotify i just wonder... and use it for the popularity of your channel right you know by giving people control of your over the songs oh, yeah, you subscribers. Can get subscribers through doing stuff like that like right exactly giveaways and i guess it's not a giveaway but something like that similar it's kind of kind of weird to it's, me i always wonder how much of a kickback musicians get for letting spotify use their music yeah it can't be much because no. i don't i don't think a lot of people pay for the service i don't i, I do pay for it do you i think what it's like 10 bucks a month to Is stream it? on my phone yeah. well they that's free now oh what? really yeah Really? That's free now. You can stream to mobile for free. So there's just ads? There's ads occasionally, which, they, I mean, they obviously get their ad revenue. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of a new thing. <laughs> Maybe within the last couple months. Okay. It's a, it's a newer feature. Okay. Well, I was paying for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, now you're going to cancel <laughs> it. But uh, Spotify is great. I just, I, yeah, I just wonder how much the musicians are making. But, I mean, think of it from a musician perspective. It's mm-hmm. kind of shitty, it's, especially nowadays, like, the only way to make money really is to go on tour. If you're, or if you're super, super popular. Yeah, super. You have to be one of those. Katy Perry. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I usually like to side with the the people on things like this, but I don't know. It's kind of a hard one. Yeah, I can see it from both sides. Yep. Well, you will. Same thing. I Same mean, thoughts. It sucks for the musician, and it also would suck for you know the people. So yeah, definitely. It's not a win-win. Okay. All right, Will. What do you got? Uh, my next one is Dan. You actually have this one too, so we could talk about this together. But uh, Best Buy is uh, they uh, were doing the Ghost Edition pre-orders for Destiny, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that they didn't. They had too many pre-orders for it, right? And they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough copies, so they were canceling people's pre-orders. Yep. So that's what's going on with Best Buy. They were notifying people of the cancellation of their pre-order for the Destiny 
collector ghost editions and and collectors editions. So there's that. I, I mean, hope you didn't pre-order from Best Buy. <laughs> how, how how would any of us feel about that? I would be really mad. I probably would never shop there again. Yeah, I would be livid. Yeah, uh, I actually have a friend that was trying to find these, and he went to Best Buy because that was the only place that had them left. Apparently, I th- yeah. Apparently, well, he thought. <laughs> I wonder if he went and, and pre-ordered one. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, but or this if he was got, last week, I think. If he got the notification that it's been canceled, yeah. Because I'm assuming they just didn't cancel random people. Do you say this was the Ghost Edition? Yeah, or the limited. I think both. it's both. both. I okay. got the impression it was both. Because he was going to do the limited because they were out of ghosts. They told him that they had limited left. Okay. They should at least say like when you're doing that, if they, if they don't know that, hey, you may not get one of these. You Disclaimer. Know? You'll get the game, right. but you may not get the, the special edition, just yeah. to let you know. And you'll get refunded, obviously. Yeah. yeah, that's shitty. I'd be pissed, too. I wonder if you have to put all your money down. Probably not when you pre-order it from, from Best Buy. I've never pre-ordered from Best Buy. I think, so. I, I think online you have to pay when you pre-order something full, which also sucks. Yeah. Because uh, Amazon is awesome, and they only they only charge you when when it ships. So, which is amazing. Yeah, I actually thought about pre-ordering one of those because just in case. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Where are you getting at GameStop? I have one pre-ordered at GameStop, but I'm going to cancel mine there and just get it from Amazon, it's so I don't to, have to go in there. Go, yeah. I think that might. I say this all the time, but it might be the last game I get there. Yeah. Although. The trade-ins, they're making it so easy. Yeah, we should talk about... We'll talk about that right now. That's my next one. Okay, perfect. Uh, GameStop is doing what they're calling an overhaul of their trade-in policy, and they're going to start offering more money. Wow. So, like, say you were getting $30 for a game. Now it's going to be closer to 40 I guess. And it's just, like, a baseline price. It's not going to have all the mumbo-jumbo, like... For instance, when I went... Where you can get screwed. Well, when I went to get my Xbox One... If I pre-ordered something, I would get a bonus, like 50% bonus to everything I traded in. It's just like, I told the kid, I was like, listen, I don't know what your deals are. Just give me your, I trust you, just give me your best deal on what's going to get me the most money. Now you don't really have to worry about that. It's just, here's what it's worth. This is what you'll get for it. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're a member of their Power Up Rewards program, you still get a little bit of a bonus on top of that, the 10%. Which I makes think is, sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is good. Uh, I'm just confused because I weren't they starting to go away from video games? Apparently, sort of. uh, I know that they're still trying to be big into the, like the cell phones and stuff. But and they're also putting out a credit card. Yeah, I, uh, that's probably because of the cell phones and stuff. I can't imagine that would be just for video games. Yeah, or maybe like hardware specifically. Because I know you can buy you can buy all sorts of tablets and cell phones there, and I think even laptops maybe. Mm-hmm. You can get there now. I don't think they have any of those in the store that we go to because it's small. But Wasn't GameStop losing money and closing stores like crazy? One of the ones where we live, I think, is closing. Really? The smaller one in the mall? The one near JCPenney. Yeah, the small one. Yeah. I can see that. I'm I mean, surprised their lease that's... is up yeah. from what I understand, so that's one of the reasons. And there was two stores, two GameStops in a small mall right? Um, in not a very big area. So that yeah. really never made much sense to me anyway. And then there's one across the river in the next town over. <laughs> so that's and that's the big one, which is the one I like the most. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. So but, we so we had three GameStops in a very small area. Yeah, but this is good. Obviously, I think it's good for the consumer. Yeah. Um, if it works how they say it's going to work, I guess we'll find out. I think it's going into effect uh, August 18th. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So I guess we're gonna see that. Apparently, they had said that. 
only like 40% of their customers were aware that you could trade in video games. That's the only reason I go there. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll, I, I'll let you know how this works when I go get Diablo on the 19th. Oh, gotcha. Because <laughs> I've got uh, Watch Dogs and Wolfenstein I'm going to trade in. So Yeah. I can't imagine that that's actually the uh, – 40% seems low. Well, it does. The last time I was in there, two people walked in and asked if they had any Nintendo 64 or GameCube stuff for sale. Oh, really? Yeah. So my guess is, yeah, they don't. A lot of people don't know. They just know GameStop's a game place, so they go there for games. Well, I don't think they would keep that stuff because it's old. That's, well, the that's peop- the only reason. The people that walked in, when they asked that, uh, it wasn't out of because they love video games. Gotcha. It was out of that's all they had. Yeah, I gotcha. But. Yeah, I still th- I still think 40% is low. I mean, every time you go in there and buy something, they ask if you have anything to trade in or if you want to buy a used game. Yeah. You know, they try and steer you in that I direction. I thought that was just the only way they were kind of staying in business was yeah. because people went there for that. I wonder where they end up getting rid of their games and stuff. They can't sell them a lot of them to, to people. No. I, haven't, I haven't bought a used game in I can't tell you how long. I haven't either. Because I, I always pr- trade things in. And not only that, but if it's only $5 more to get a new game. Yeah, why would you? Why would you Why would you buy the used copy? Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. But that's good news, I think. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, well, what else you got? Uh, and my other one is Eric also has this one. It's about Sleeping Dogs. Mm. Uh, uh, it's getting re-released on the new consoles. It's going to be October 14th? Yep. Yep, October 14th release date. Definitive edition. Right. Definitive edition. Um, as Eric said, he's not as interested in the re-releases. Uh, I'm cooling off on them, too. There's only one that I really want, which is Mass Effect. But Sleeping Dogs was an awesome game. Yeah, but so. do we need a re-release of this? Of Sleeping Dogs? Yeah. I don't think so. No. We didn't need one of Tomb Raider either, I don't think. No. Last of Us, I could see. Yeah, because a lot of people miss that. And it's an exclusive. I don't know. Maybe that's just Square Enix trying to get a game out there. That's my only thought. Because uh, uh, they don't have anything really coming out, right? Who? Square Enix this fall? Uh, Nothing I, I would have. I would have to look. Yeah. I'm sure they have a game, but, but it might not be anything big. Yeah, so this would be like their big game. Yeah. In yeah. October, though, which is a rough month. That was the other thing. As soon as I saw that was October, I was like, who is going to buy that? It should It should be September. Yeah. In between Destiny and, uh, I've, uh, what is it, the, uh, Shadows of Mordor comes out it at the end of the month. It should be never, but yeah, I guess if, <laughs> if they're, and I liked that game. I did too. If it's going to be anything, you're right, it should be September, Dan. Yeah, or maybe, certainly maybe not into October. December. I went through and made my uh, release date calendar for the games I'm buying. How sick did you get? Uh, well, for for I knocked off a few games right off the top, and there's a few more I might knock off. Um, but it was over eight hundred bucks. Wow! Between August <laughs> and November. Nice. I'm gonna have to burn through games and just trade them in towards each other. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But damn it, it's a lot of. Dough. It makes you. Th- it does. It makes you want to throw up when you actually look at what because I. You don't think about it. You just yeah. like, well, I'm going to get this game. Yeah, yeah. You don't think it's sixty bucks. Sixty bucks here, it. sixty bucks there. Right, it's and no then big deal. You see it as eight hundred dollars, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Mine was more than that, so I was like, I, I can't spend a thousand. Well, I said I cut some games out. Yeah, and it was still, it would have been over a thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did Corey calculate mine at? It was in the high seven hundreds. It was like seven hundred and eighty something dollars on on video games this fall. It's pretty much, but a, I caught a few titles off mine too. It's pretty much a game or two coming out every week from September all the way till December. Thing. Yeah. I've never had it where I had multiple weeks where I was getting two games. Yeah. It's usually 
one game a week, you know, every other week, but that that month there's something every week and a few of the weeks are, there's, there's two games. Two games, yeah. yeah. If not three. The 18th was – November 18th is the day that if I bought all the games I wanted to, I think it's three, maybe four games. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, Skylanders one of them? No, that's, that's coming out in October. Okay. That's the one, that's um Dragon Age. Uh Little Big Planet. Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Far Cry. It's three games. It would have been three games Ugh. on that day. So I'm getting the three of them. Are you? Yeah. I can't. Dear I'm God. getting I would Far love Cry to. and I want to get Little Big Planet. We'll see. I'm definitely getting Little Big Planet. The other two are are maybes at this point. I'll have to see what my, my Far Cry's are. a maybe? I, I I can't do it. You can borrow it. Yeah. I really want want to get it, but I'm, well, I'm probably going to have to hold Dan, off. You can play for free with us. That's true. That, yeah, that is true. Co-op. You just want to rob so a I'll bank. So I'll get a taste of it until I, I buy it for myself. We'll talk about that off air, Will. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll idea. make our plans to rob the bank. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss? I a few more, Dan. Sweet. Have at it. I'm still looking stuff up as, as we're chatting. <laughs> One of the <laughs> games that I was able to knock off my list was Evolve. Thank God. Due to be, yeah. Uh, and I wrote an article, what, a month or two ago about how pissed off I was getting about all these games being delayed, but now I'm starting to get <laughs> kind of happy about it. Yeah, because yeah. we had like six games get pushed back. Could you imagine yeah. if those six games oh were within God. this fall? Yeah. So Evolve, which is the uh, one versus four online uh, shooter, first person shooter, is getting delayed until February, which is also going to be a very busy month as it turns out, but I guess we can talk about that another time. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm happy that this got delayed because I have too much coming out. But Evolve was one of the games I was most looking forward to this fall. And it's getting really good reviews, I guess, from everybody that's playing it and all the game shows. Um, but it's going to come out February 10th, which is four days after my birthday. So nice. Present to myself. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So... And what else we got? Uh, well, let's talk about delays real quick. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm convinced at this point a lot of games just delay as a PR move. Which sucks. I think you're right, Dan. And I think Mordor is an example of that. Even though it's not a delay, it got bumped yeah, up bumped a week. Up, yeah, which everyone's like, what? Bumped up? Yeah. And it brought it. I think it brought it attention. It did. And it's coming out at a, a better time for that game. Yep, yeah, definitely. I think it would get less attention, like you said. If it was coming out later on with all those bigger releases, I think it after it comes out and people see the reviews that it's going to get, it will get more attention. But yeah. the initial, yeah, because like a lot of their you know, money that they make is is on that initial, you know, when it first comes out. Yeah. You know, obviously, if if someone's like, oh, I'm going to get this game, but I can't get it right now. I have too many games I'm buying, and mm-hmm. then they'll buy it in April when it's cheap. You know, yeah, and, and you know, not as much money goes to the developers. So was. What day was that coming out the same day as? Or what game? Do you remember? It, it was, coming out, it was, was on it o- October 7th. Which it was, was supposed to come out, which was Drive Club. Alien. Uh, Isolation. There's like four or five four, games that came out that Borderlands, day. Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Right? No, that's the 14th, I think. Well, Dragon Age was that day, Dragon too. Age was that day, but that got pushed back. But it's in a good spot now for me, September 30th. Yep. Because uh, the week before that, I've got FIFA week after that is alien isolation which is not a must for me right so i i, I might actually just go ahead and skip that one uh-huh. and just play mordor until uh evil within comes out a couple gotcha. weeks later yeah but it isn't a good spot for me now yeah same here uh, i have hyrule warriors coming out on the 26th that i'm buying and then the next game i'm getting is 
Oh, Smash Brothers for the 3DS on the... Gonna, o- I think I'm going to have to skip October it. 3rd, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. You're yeah. not a fan of the Smash Brothers series. But, yeah. I was going to try and get into it with you guys, but I, I, I'm going to have to skip it. We'll just wait till it comes out on the Wii U. That's going to be the, the one to play anyway. Yeah, I'm kind of... We'll tourneys. The only reason I'm looking forward for the 3DS version is to see the roster mm-hmm. of characters so I can be eased or angry. Yeah. So... It's going to have the final roster on it? I think so. That's not that far off either, so. No. A little under two months. Yeah. Okay. I got one. Let's hear it, Dan. Uh, let me turn myself here. All right. Uh, let's see. Battlefield 4 is going to be free for a week. Uh, it's apparently part of EA's game time promotion, and it's going to run from... Uh, you have until August 14th at 10 p.m. to to add it to your library and clock starts when you launch the game so you need to download oh download and install are not counted but 168 hours you're going to get to to be able to play battlefield for for free on pc weren't the pc server situation a lot better than it was for ps4 i think it was better yes I i think they came out recently with a patch that improved everything okay um but i still don't think it's good great okay I think it's better. Well, they had to recode the entire game, apparently, the multiplayer. Right. They had to do new coding for everything. <laughs> Which, why would you put the game out if it was so bad before? I, EA. Yeah. It really sucks, because I was such a huge fan of Battlefield, and it just left th- such a bad taste in my mouth. 3 was really good for, you know, for I you loved guys. 3 and Bad Company 2. I mean, yeah. even like back to Battlefield 1942. I remember playing that game and being like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, But, man, they just left such a bad taste in my mouth, and then playing the hardline beta was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll never forget, there was, uh, you know, EA came out and, like, publicly apologized for the Battlefield 4 issues, and then I think it was either in that same press conference or maybe an announcement they made later on the day that they were announcing uh, more DLC, more paid DLC. <laughs> It's like, come on. How Sorry, tone- but give us another 20 bucks. Yeah, how tone deaf are you? Give me a break. Uh, so what- I was going to try it, but I, I mean, I downloaded Battlefield 3 when it was free. I probably won't play Battlefield 4. Yeah. I don't care. I won't get a chance to play it anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, Battlefield 4 is a good example of, which will lead me into my next one if you're ready, Dan, mm-hmm. why EA Access is good for me. Because that's going to be one of the first games on there, and every now and again, I will get niched to play Battlefield Four. So. Yeah, yep. So you can, you know, you traded yours in, right? Yeah, I actually will let me borrow it to try the beta for uh, Hardline, oh, right. but I'm giving that back to him today. So, like I said, this will be good for me um, as being one of the launch titles for EA Access. When you get that itch, you can. Yeah, you just want to play it because, um, you know, I'm willing to pay five bucks for that. Uh, to scratch that little itch. Yeah. A um, couple new details have come out about EA Access. Uh, one of the major ones, and I think somebody may have asked us a question about this in the chat last week. Um, is it going to be like PlayStation Plus where you can only have the games, or, or you know how PlayStation Plus will have certain games each month and then they go away? Yeah. They're not going to do that with EA Access once they're in what they call the vault. They're there for good. Oh, that's oh. cool. Yeah. Um, no word yet on new titles and like the window of when they'll put new titles in there, if they'll even put them in there. I think they will. Yeah, eventually. You know, Six months. Yeah, whatever. A year. So that'll be cool. They also announced that people were concerned about the, if you are a member of this, you have access to new releases five days before they actually come out and the saves will carry over when you buy the real game. Um, people were concerned it was just going to be like demo versions of the game, but they 
came out and said, no, it's actually going to be the whole game you're going to have access to. Oh, good. So oh, wow. that, that's really cool. I, I'm excited about this. I really yeah. Do. It's I mean, it's at it, least worth a shot if you you know. There's there's good games on there. Sure, yeah. it seems too good to be true. Almost it does. It really does. As, Un- as unless coming they, from EA, yeah. Unless they don't put new games on there, like within a a good, I think six months is fair. Yeah. It, God, I'd hate for them to wait that full year until the new, new one. version of FIFA comes out. You're right. I mean, I, FIFA's a game I'm buying regardless, but, right. like... For Madden? I, yeah, like, Madden, I'm not going to buy ever, but if they put it on there six months after it comes out, I'm very willing to pay $5 to try it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. But... So just a couple new things about that. Yeah. It's in beta, and damn it, I, I don't know how to sign up for it on my Xbox One. But I haven't seen any instructions on how to do it. No, I'll have to look into it. I, it's pretty much laziness on my part for not even looking into it. But Oh, we're lazy. We know this. <laughs> yeah, it's never been accused of not being lazy. This podcast is defined by laziness. Yeah. Um, next one, Assassin's Creed, Creed Rogue has officially been announced for the previous gen, PS3 and Xbox 360. I honestly didn't look enough into this game as to what the setting is or anything of that nature. Um, I guess you hunt down assassins. You play as a Templar in this one. Okay, it makes a return to the northeastern area of North America, particularly the North Atlantic, Appalachian River Valley, and New York. Huh. I wonder if you're going to be able to go to Binghamton. (laughs) Binghamton, New York. (laughs) Home of the TS athletes. Yeah. Um... Uh, one thing I do know, about, I, I actually watched the trailer for it, and the protagonist is an Irish guy. Okay. Uh, and I follow an Irishman on Twitter, and he said the accent accent was horrible, and he offered his services to uh, really <laughs> to Ubisoft for, it's a for hard the voice one acting to do well. It is absolutely because it's such a good accent. Just yeah. like I love listening to Irish or or British people. Really, yeah, anybody from the UK, even yeah. Australia and South sure. Africa, too. The the accent's fabulous. Yeah. So, yeah, this is coming out November 11th, and like Dan said, you are going to be hunting assassins. And, uh, Which is cool. Yeah. It's a different different take. Yeah. Maybe, I'm not going to get it. No. I can, I can sit here and tell you I'm going to get it. I don't know. You know what? If it comes out and gets really good reviews, there's a chance I'll get it because it's not in October. Right. Actually, yeah. let me pull up my game release schedule. Oh, so wait, what is it? What, what, November 11th? 11th. I think that's a free day for me. Nope. Halo Collector or uh, Master Chief Edition. <laughs> oh, go. one of the games I'm most excited for. Yeah, that and, I just forgot. About. And and the crew comes out that day. Oh, okay, sorry. So that's a that's no. another one I might have to put on the back burner. Actually, yeah, I'd understand. Yeah. So I'm the only one that's really into racing games for for out of us. So yeah. that, well, I think I must I'd be really fun. have a good time playing that with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm definitely getting it though. So. Okay. But um, there's yeah. already, there's already one Assassin's Creed game that I'm already hesitant to buy. So I'm not hesitant to buy Unity. No, I loved. Black Flag. Mm-hmm. I know it's a different setting and all that, and it's probably not going to be naval-based combat. Did they say? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it just takes place in Paris. And it looks like it's more of a co-op uh, multiplayer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I They sold me so well on Black Flag, I, I'll buy their next game. Yeah. So. I, I did not like Black Flag. Uh, I loved... I should say, for if you know you haven't listened to the episode, I, I when I talked about it, I think it was over the, over the winter time. I love the the pirate stuff of Black Flag, but didn't like the assassin stuff on Black Flag. But this one, the setting is so interesting to me, uh, being the during set during the French Revolution, and I'm hoping with with the because this is it's uh, Unity is made for entirely for the next gen or I guess current gen now. 
uh, that 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 I'm gonna be I'll, if it gets good reviews I'll buy it and yeah. if some of the control issues that I've had with the series in the past are, are fixed or better uh, I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know, well, I mean I'm gonna have it. You yeah, know, first I can try it. Yeah, I'm gonna have it too. So, so but yeah, they, they they've piqued my interest with it. I'm just I'm I'm reluctant to to get it. Yeah, I mean I am too because as you said, you and I were the two that liked. Fifty percent of Black Flag. Yeah, all the the ship combat was awesome. Oh my god, it was so it was unbelievable. Uh-huh. Probably one of the most fun things I, I do in like games. Even I, even I, just sailing around and having the oh, your yeah. your men sing while you're the the shanties. Yep. And when you just get, so when you get on the boat and they all start cheering. Yeah, there's a lot of small things on that. That was game. a great that game. Was awesome. I, yeah. I I loved that game. It definitely had its issues, which we've beaten like a dead horse but yeah. but the, a lot of them they because they put in that mission rating system <laughs> a lot of the problems that i had with it are going to be gone the the tailing missions where you yep. have to stay close enough and listen to a conversation which was by far my least favorite thing oh, about the series awful <sighs> um and they got they they didn't get rid of those but if you get out of range and they get away from you you can track them down and and there's there's, there's, there's a way different ways to do them now yeah. you don't just have to do it like that so which is good yeah yeah that'll be good stuff yeah uh, I got two more, Dan. Sounds good. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this, and this is fresh for us because we just watched these uh, trailers uh, for the new Bioware game, which does not have a name, but they've been teasing now. There's three trailers that are out. If you go to you've-been-chosen.com, um, you can watch all of them. The first one was a Nightmare Teaser, second was Spark Teaser, and the one that just recently came out yesterday, I think, was uh, the Impact Teaser. Um, and basically the title is You've Been Chosen. Um I don't know. To me, it kind of looks like superpower kind of game, but it looks like it might be about like fears and nightmares. I don't know. It looked really cool. It does look good. I my interest is definitely peaked in it. And these are the makers of Mass Effect. Yeah, so get- Mass Effect, Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. Oh, okay. So they got Republic. a good, uh, good crew. History, yeah. At very least, it, it looks interesting. Uh, I watched these backwards. The trailers. <laughs> I thought I had a, a good handle on what was coming when I watched the last trailer, the third trailer that came out, but then the other two made me more confused. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, my curiosity is peaked too. I, I got the impression after, because I, I only watched the first one, that it was going to be like an alternate reality game that mm-hmm. tied into something else. But I'm kind of hoping because you know when you when you were when we were talking about the the trailers before we started, uh, it seems like a neat thing that they're doing, and it's almost like you remember the the live action uh, Skyrim yeah. trailer with the uh, with the actual people and the dragonborn you know walking and facing the dragon. Yeah. It almost seems like it's kind of like that. It's just a live action uh, trailer for whatever new game that they're playing. So I think that would be. cool. It has a little bit of the Beyond Two Souls vibe to it for me. Um, I, I'm not saying it's going to play like Beyond Two Souls, but it yeah. just feels like that, the yeah. mood of it. Maybe it's going to be like you're in nightmares or dreams and the things that you dream about happen or something and you're trying to stop it. Or I don't know. I hope it's a mobile game. Sweet. <laughs> God. That would be horrible. Uh, if they. I don't know if they'd build up all that kind of teasing <laughs> for a mobile game. That'd I think being, Bioware knows better than that. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Although they are owned by EA now, so yeah. who knows what they'll try and pull don't put it past them yeah uh and my last one i honestly didn't even read over this whole article but let's look at it a little bit here uh with gamescom coming up i was listening to giant bomb recently and they i I didn't know this 
but they all seem to think that Gamescom is going to be bigger than E3 within a couple years. I didn't realize how big Gamescom was. I wasn't, I honestly not even on my radar. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's pretty big. I didn't know that. Where does it take place? Germany, I, can... I think it's. Oh, like... it's Cologne. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Gotcha. When's it Where start? Lucas Podolski started his football career. Nice. Arsenal. Soccer. Oh, I know football. Podolski. Footy. Footy. Well, I'm a dumb American. It's I feel. I honestly <laughs> feel bad calling it soccer. I really do. Really? Anywho. I just call it footy because I like, I like the sound of footy. Yeah, we'll just call it footy from now on. Footy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, first prediction, Until Dawn is going to be, I guess, re-announced. This was supposed to be a PlayStation 3 game, um, an exclusive. So I guess, it says Until Dawn is basically locked. These are just predictions from IGN for what PlayStation is going to reveal. Um, and me being a big fan of PlayStation, thought I would bring this up. Yeah, sounds um, good. So Until Dawn is another survival horror game, which apparently is kind of over, overrunning the video game industry right now. But uh, I guess this is a game people were pretty excited about. I have not watched a trailer for it and knew nothing about this game, but I will definitely look into it as of after this podcast. Um, but they, people seem to think it's going to release next year. Uh, it seems like Sony's releasing a lot of the same type of game for um, exclusives. Yeah. I mean, you've got this one. You're going to have uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. And even, what's the other one? Little Big Planet. No, no, no. The one that's got the like Gears of War 3 cover mechanics. Oh. Um, the Order? The Order. Yeah. They're all kind of like horror survival-y. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd like to see a little bit more variety, variety going on there, yeah. but what are you going to do? Beggars can't be choosers. Right. And I like all those games. I'm excited about all of them, so right. I right. can't really complain too much. Journey and the Unfinished Swan are going to be officially revealed for PS4 and possibly Vita. Nice. Uh, those are those would be good Vita games. I'll tell you what, man. I was looking at my Vita, and I get so excited whenever I use it. <laughs> and the problem is I literally have... 15 good games on there that I should play. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know why. I really have no good reason not to. Yeah. And I enjoy playing it every time I play it. But Journey and Unfinished Swan would be good on there. Absolutely. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Media Molecule or Guerrilla Games will reveal a PS4 game. Okay. Do you know what those studios have? Guerrilla yeah. did uh, Killzone Shadows Fall. Yep. Okay. And I know I know the names. I see. I'm not as familiar with with PlayStation stuff because I I haven't had a PlayStation since the first one. Yeah, and I, I'm I can never keep those kind of things straight anyway. But that's another one. Cool. And a Minecraft PS4 and or Vita bundle will be revealed. Oh, eh. not exciting for me. But seeing as popular as Minecraft is, I'm sure there's a, definitely a market for Minecraft it. Minecraft is huge. Yeah, people are gonna go nuts. God, I wish I could just be more creative. Yeah. My friends, I'm getting it for uh, the Xbox One because my friends love it. And I'm oh, ho- you are? Yeah, I'm hoping I'll like it when I play. I'll get it. All right. It's one of those games that I'll buy for whatever it comes out on. And like I've said before, build a house <laughs> and then be like, well, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> right. And never go back to it. Yeah, yeah. The house we made, for example. Will and I put a nice beach house together and just never touched it again. And then it caught on fire because we left a torch Did in it? there. Yeah. And it burnt. Shit. And we haven't been on since. I don't know if I ever told you. I I, I thought this was funny. I might, have, I might have seen it on Reddit. I might have talked about it on the podcast. But uh, apparently people in Denmark recreated the entire country of Denmark in Minecraft. 
I don't know if it, I I feel like it was like government people that did it. Imagine having that job is to build your own country in Minecraft. Oh but it was on a public server and everything. <laughs> and some people uh built uh, Americans, they they built uh, tanks and stuff and then they they took over the country. <laughs> they took over Denmark. They built a base with all these tanks and and put American flags and they they blew up Denmark. <laughs> Um, it's very American of us. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's no surprise. <laughs> no, it isn't. Uh, back to the predictions real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little background on Media Molecule and Guerrilla Games. This, these are reasons why they think. I'm just going to read this right from IGN. Okay. Uh, something tells me the science will be broken by Media Molecule or Guerrilla Games, but probably not both. Uh, Guerrilla Games may strike you as a weird choice since Killzone Shadowfall just launched, but they have multiple teams and have been working on a new IP for years. And possibly an open-world RPG. So Ooh. that's something we would all be interested in, obviously. That tickles my fancy. Right? Uh, Media Molecule, on the other hand, they don't want to do Little Big Planet anymore. Little Big Planet 3, under development at Sumo Digital, a majority of the studio has been focusing on a PS4 project first shown at the PS4 reveal, while a smaller team made Tearaway for Vita, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the studio recently teased the game in a self-deprecating sort of way. Um, which I'm going to watch nice. at our break. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, but that's just some some little things to think about for Gamescom. I'm excited to see what comes out there. Yeah. When when did this start? I don't. Even, I, as Eric, Let I'm not even up really quick. that familiar with. Gamescom. I wasn't, and they they seem to think it's going to like take over E3 as the big. Why can't we have two? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for two. Yeah. Let's see. Gamescom, Cologne, Germany. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious on the date. Are you? Did you know how big Gamescom was, Dan? I mean, I was I was aware of it, but it, because it doesn't happen in the United States, it's not covered as much as E3. Good point. That, that's I think that's part of the reason. Gamescom, August. It like really PAX is more important here than right. PAX Prime is more important than uh, Gamescom for. It looks like it's the North America. 13th through the 17th, but okay. then it says for everyone 14th through the 17th. So I don't know if the first day is like press people. Yeah, press stuff, but uh, could be. Everyone's having conferences like they do at E3. Yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be streams going on. Obviously the time difference is going to be a bit tricky for us. Yeah, but, what is uh, it? 6 hours, 7 hours? Something like that. I know when I watch Arsenal games in London, it's like 5 hours. 5 hours, yeah. So um but, yeah, I think we'll probably end up doing a wrap-up of that, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Should be a lot of good stuff coming out. You know what I'm hoping to see from uh, Microsoft is, what was that game that they, they was their big thing when the Xbox One first got announced and they didn't talk about it at uh, E3? ESPN? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one was supposed to link with the TV show. Oh, Oh, uh, Quantum Break. Yes, Quantum Break. I'm hoping we see more about that. Uh-huh. I need something to play on my Xbox. Yeah. So before, are you, are you getting FIFA? I am getting FIFA for Xbox One. Right. I am. I'm a little disappointed about that. Why? I like playing it on my PS4. Okay. I feel dirty now. Well, you have you have friends that are going to play on X on the Xbox. So I do, but I like the controller better oh, for PS4. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I meant to talk about this. I shouldn't mention this in my week, but that that's all I had. If you guys are done, okay. I got here. one more thing. Go ahead. Go All on. right. Uh, the only th- the last one I have is New York University is going to start offering a bachelor's degree in video game design. Whoa! Hey, New York University, obviously big big school, important school. So, 
Uh, I think video games, at least as far as an education, are, are starting to hit the mainstream now. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of people's complaints is that, you know, there's no – when you're growing up and trying to decide what you want to do, it was never, you know, never a good idea to say, oh, I want to make video games. You know, you're kind of uh, – even me, like – when I was growing up, you know, that, that was never a thing. You kind of, I think the people that got into video game development kind of fell into it, you know, programmers and, and artists and stuff. But now it's actually going to be a, an educational path that you can, you can go to school. And I think that's going to help video games in the long run, you know. How well does so, that like even pay like video game developing? There, uh, there was recently an article about it, about what, what people make. Yeah. Um, and, oddly enough it seemed like the creative people didn't make as much money as the marketing people <laughs> and a lot of people were like well that's no surprise yeah no that isn't a surprise at all <laughs> it sucks but you know because the the creatives are what make the product you know the marketers i don't know i, I still say marketing is is largely a waste of money especially nowadays with with the internet yeah i think there's cheaper ways and you know easier ways to to market than the traditional ways but my yeah gosh, that's yes. just my opinion so um that's all i got just to talk about this i, sh- I should have mentioned this in my week but i got my uh, they're called control freak um thumbstick covers i guess you would call them for the ps4 um as i mentioned on here before my the rubber on my left thumbstick specifically is torn on both of my ps4 controllers and it's annoying yeah you know and i haven't just ripped it off but so I got these covers hoping that I would just cover them up. Problem is, they don't fit because the rubber is bulky enough to keep them on. Because oh. they just kind of clip over the, the thumbstick. So they fall off while I'm playing. Do you think you could, like, rubber cement it know. on? I don't want to. Uh, you're not going to ruin the thumbstick anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then I'd have to go get rubber cement. <laughs> yeah, and do it. And do it. Yeah. I, and I think I think <laughs> I hurt. I saw somewhere that Sony does because that's kind of a thing for people yeah. that that happening that they do like a not a replacement but they'll like fix it for you for inexpensive I want to yeah. say ten dollars maybe that you can get new new rubber put on your thumbsticks or new thumbsticks put on yeah we should look into like taking the controller apart and see if you could buy replacement thumbsticks I actually did uh, I saw somebody put up like a walkthrough of how to do it. It's pain in the balls, or not for him? Oh, okay, <laughs> so I could probably figure out how to do it. Dan you, could do you it. You could probably do it. Okay, for me. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and be back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode one fifty nine of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are in what we played. Will. I'll get started with you. What did you play? Well, the first thing I played was Hearthstone. I actually played with Tito. Uh, I was oh, on my nice. computer at the time that he got on. And he, I logged into Battle.net, so I like to keep that Steam and Origin open in case I want to play something. I never really do, but I was sitting at the computer at the time, so Tito asked me if we if I wanted to play, and I was like, yeah, sure, you'll destroy me, though, because I'd have no cards, and I'd just unlocked all the decks and stuff like that. So we played, and the first one, he stomped me handily. Uh-huh. Uh, I was the mage, and I'm pretty sure he was the shaman, Okay, I think. And then the next game, he made a deck. Um, he said, hold on, let me make a deck and stuff, so I beat him. I don't know what... I didn't know what was going on. I just kind of was playing stuff and got lucky and won. 
And then he took a break, and we played another one, and then he stomped me again. I tried the Hunter out, because I had unlocked all the decks, because in between that, bla- that break, I unlocked all the decks and was messing around and stuff like that. So I've uh, experimented with the Hunter mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I still don't know what I'm doing, really. I just got to pick a class and run with it, I yeah. think. Yeah, me too. Focus on we that. We should play. Yeah, I'll play. I want to be something that I don't see often, like the Priest or the Rogue. I always see the Shaman and like the Warlock and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, I'll probably I'll be more likely to play it once it comes out on my tablet. Yeah, I, I'll play it a lot once it comes out for for Android tablets. You know. Yeah, I want to play it on my phone. Like I'm interested in. Yeah, it's not out for the iPhone yet. It's just iPad, right? Yeah, I don't know how far off on the iPhone it is. Yeah. But uh, I mean, my friend has a tablet. I might just log into his Battle.net and yeah. play when I'm bored there. There you go. So yeah, but I mean, I have a lot of fun with Hearthstone. It you know, it's a fun game. It it's, is. But my problem with games is every game I want I play, I want to be like really good. That's how I am with Dota and Hearthstone. Yeah. So like, well, it is. It's one of those games you're intimidated to get into because you know people play it all the time. Yeah, right? and I'm like, I want to beat those people, and we we don't have time to just play one game anymore. <laughs> and no. if we did, it's not going to be that one, right? Yeah, even though it's good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a solid game. It's fun to play. You know, a round or two here and there when I'm you know in between playing Dota if I don't feel like you know playing around to that or watching Netflix. You know, I'll go onto the computer and play a few few games but yeah it's a lot of fun uh as i said more dota i've played a lot more dota i have 50 hours 51 hours now you're the the resident dota guy i think i am i'm like the brad of just not as smart of uh, brad Brad shoemaker from giant bomb oh yeah he's the huge dota guy on that game and he was rallying for that to be a game of the year when they did their game of the year award but uh i'm not as big into it as he is but you know i have a lot of fun playing dota i want to be really good i have three characters so uh and i've been talking to uh, matt a little bit about playing and we're probably gonna play sometime but i've been playing three new characters i think i mentioned this last week so i've just been practicing them and playing i still only do bots because i if you read the steam reviews of dota 2 <laughs> yeah. those are all the reasons why i won't go online without like friends uh-huh. Just, like, being called whatever that Russian term was that kept popping up. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Started with a C, but, like, I don't know, and I don't want to... Does that mean, like, noob? Probably. I, Saika or something? The, yeah, they, they, there's a lot of Russians and Brazilians that play. That play. Yeah. Specifically. And I don't want to be told to uninstall Dota 2 noob repeatedly and yeah. stuff like that. But um, by the way, if you should check out those Steam reviews, a lot it's of them are... It's on Kotaku. It's hysterical. But, but just read the reviews for it. But what what shocked me is the amount of hours that some people have put into that game. Like Oh, the 8,000? I, I didn't say 8,000, but like 1,800, 2,500 hours into one game. There was an 8,000 on there because oh I, I read through all of them. I was shocked. Somebody made the point, though, that if you've had it since 2011, there's a lot of like watching in-game stuff, like spectating, yeah, watching tournaments and playing. stuff, yeah, waiting for people and stuff like that. There's a lot of that, but... That's still an insane amount. The most hours I have on a game is Terraria, which is like 102 or 3 or something like that. Yeah, which my, was in a week. My, <laughs> mine's Crusader Kings 2 with 200, yeah. that's, but that's the most I have on a, on a game. Mine's definitely FIFA, but I don't know what the count is. Someone said there's a way to check that on the PS4, isn't there? Is there? Because I I heard that there, there was. was. Yeah. We'll have to look in look into that. But because I want to see how much time I spent playing Don't Starve, I bet you it's like thirty or thirty five hours I Damn spent it. playing. Damn Every Don't time Starve. you mention that game, I'm like, God, I gotta get back into that. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But uh, and I, the DLC's out for I PS4 know. now too. Oh, is it yeah. five bucks? Reign of Giants, which I'll buy, even though I have it on the computer, I'll probably oh, yeah. buy it for the PS4 too. Yeah. 
But uh, I wanted to go over the two Steam reviews. I like the most on it was this is a ripoff of Mario Party 8. <sighs> um, and the other one was Dota 2 is one of the best realistic car simulators I have ever played. If you're looking for realism in physics and the game has over 100 cars, this is the game for you and stuff like that. <laughs> I just found it funny, like, all the people, like, love that game, but, like, they poke so much fun at it. It yeah. just, it makes me laugh, because it takes a special person to play that game. Yeah. A lot. I like, I like the one that said, I lost my job, my girlfriend, a few other things. Like, it, it pretty much ruined, ruined his life. life. And it said, good job, Valve, yeah, at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that was the one that, that I thought was the funniest. <laughs> or another one was, good thing I wasn't a virgin before I played this game, <laughs> otherwise I would still be. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are all really funny. And, you know, as I said, I really like Dota and I want to get better. But uh, I actually played a new game, if you can believe that. Whoa. Um It's a game that I brought up to you. To you, I'm, It's mainly directed towards you because I think you'd like it the most. It's called, like, Reemberta. Have you heard of that? No. It's an indie JRPG game. It said the description that sold me on Destructoid was it's a mix of Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, I, I vaguely know what you're talking about. It's got like the the kind of colorful art, the stylized stuff to it. But uh, I only played like one or two battles, so I'm not very far. But briefly, like the story is about some girl's hometown has like this giant tower in there, and there's like stuff with like. Uh, ancients and races, like a race, something like that, being like better than everybody and like having the tower or whatever. But like once the tower started to fall a little bit, uh, like there was a sickness that came over the town, and uh, people were dying off and stuff like that, and everybody was really sick. So the main character Levia, or something, Levia. I don't even know how to pronounce. It. I don't even remember it. But she's trying to like figure out what's going on with that. Uh, so basically, there, from what I've played, there are three different like main. Uh, jobs and it's like the fighter, archer, and like a mage type character. And from what I've seen in videos, from there you unlock uh, more classes underneath that tier of thi- like stuff like that. So basically, the combat works exactly like how Final Fantasy Tactics and Fire Emblem works. Um, it's more in the vein of tactics, I'd say, than Fire Emblem. Gotcha. Um, it has some things that are nice and that were in Fire Emblem. Like, when you make a move, you can go back regardless of what you did. In Tactics, you couldn't. So, yeah. like, once you made a move, you're like, ah, oh, crap. And you'd get killed and stuff like that. But uh, it's a solid game. I've been looking for a game sort of like that, you know, with the, the jobs and the Final, like Final Fantasy-esque, you know, yeah, time strategy. period. But, Turn-based. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more of that uh I'm waiting for. I want. I mean, it's definitely. It was like eleven dollars, so I recommend checking it out. I imagine it'll be on Steam soon. I bought it off some random website because it got the English translation or whatever. So um, it's like play playism, something like that. Okay. Uh, but that's where you can find it right now. Nice. But I'm definitely looking forward to playing more of that. Sounds but uh, other than that, that's all I've played. Okay. What about you, Eric? What do you got? Oh, jeez. Let's see, Dan. I played and beat Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero. So well done. Took me a whopping hour and 15 minutes. Which is exactly with, how long it took me, too. With a lot of distractions. Yeah. It, uh, uh, I was, a like, lot text- of cut, A lot of cut scenes. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, I was texting and looking oh. at the internet during that hour and 15 minutes, too. Gotcha. Uh, that said, I did like what I played, uh-huh. and I will probably get Phantom Pain when it comes out. Okay, it's Soul John Phantom Pain. Yeah, uh, I thought the controls were a lot better than what I experienced in Metal Gear 4. Um, I kind of just wanted to get through it, so I, I didn't stop and try to be stealthy as much as I should have. 
Um, I I thought that the shooting combat was a lot better than it was in Metal Gear 4 also. So that was the main trouble I had with that game was the controls were just so frustrating to me. And I just thought it was a lot better in this. So Yeah, that's why I was able to, when I got angry about sneaking around, I just started shooting everybody. Yeah. You can. You, you can. can in that game. You can. Um, it seems like it would be more fun if you didn't. Obviously, that's how it's supposed to be played. But right. uh, So, yeah, there was that. Definitely not worth any more than 20 bucks and Jesus I don't even think it's worth that 20 yeah. stretching it yeah I mean you can go back and play the same mission at what in the daylight and on yeah. harder difficulties yeah there's but... there's more stuff you can do uh, there's like little side missions that you can do you can go back to that area and do when you're done um so. what else did I play I got to division one in FIFA online seasons nice which is exciting yeah. Um, Wait, that, that you have to beat it, right? I have to beat Division Okay, gotcha. I have okay. to win Division 1, which I should be able to do okay. where I'm at right now. Uh, and then we can count that as a beaten game. But yeah. the new one comes out next month, so it has taken me a year. <laughs> but there was quite a period there that I wasn't playing right. online seasons. I did a lot of Ultimate Team and Career Mode this this time around. So. Yeah, and you were having internet issues, too. Yeah, that caused internet it issues are a problem. Lag. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um... What else I play? NBA 2K14 I play a little bit more of. Career mode. Um, it's good. Same complaints that I had last time. Just, like, too much talking, and I hate the way that they talk to each other. Just sounds ridiculous. But the game itself is pretty good. I like playing career mode. I did find myself keep... It was one of those things where I was like, ah, I'll just play one more game. Yeah. And I was playing another game and another game. Basketball but, games are fun. Yeah, it is fun. I, I want to play just, like, some... Like, start a... GM mode or whatever yeah. they would call it on there with a, a team, pick a team. I kind of want to do a fantasy draft because I don't have a favorite NBA team, so I don't care what players are on my team. Right. Um, Mine's the Cavaliers now. <laughs> <laughs> did they trade for Kevin Love? Yeah. They did. Yeah, they got rid of Anthony B- Wiggins. Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, and another first round pick for next year. Okay. Yeah, anywho. Um, so I'll probably just pick the Knicks and do a fantasy draft because uh-huh. they're in New York. New York or maybe yeah. I'll pick Brooklyn Nets. Oh, there you go. Because of our Brooklyn studios. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good game. I've said it's been out for a while. Uh, and the last thing I played, and I'm excited that I played it, was I don't know if it's pronounced Metrico or Metrico. It's uh, just released, actually, for Vita. And it was released as the PS Plus free game for Vita this month. One of the two. Yeah, it's it's a relatively new game. I think it just came out on Steam not that long ago. I think did it? Okay. Yeah. So and the day it came f- out on Vita 15. was free. So that's really cool. Um, it's it's a really interesting game. It's a puzzle platformer kind of, but it's got a ton of different mechanics to it. And I haven't played too awful much, so I know there's more mechanics than what I've unlocked. But kind of the first level introduces you to using X as your jump button. Second. Uh, level set is using the circle button and when you press that it takes you back and kind of resets the level so, so if you make a mistake in figuring out the puzzles you can reset everything um, and then there's touching the screen kind of shoots like a bullet I don't know for lack of a better word projectile yeah, of projectile. some sort um, and then the next set of levels introduces you to using the back touchpad to aim where your bullet goes um, actually, the touchpad feels a lot more responsive in this game than huh. it has to me in other games. So that's, I've really enjoyed it. It didn't get great reviews. I think Corey would probably really like this game if he gets a chance to play it. Um, I don't know. I, I really like playing it on Vita. I don't think I would like it as much on a PC. 
Not just because I'm not a PC gamer. I just feel like it's made for... Well, the touch controls make it seem yeah. like it, it needs to be on something with a touch interface. Mobile? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I could see that being a good mobile game. Um, some of the complaints that I saw for it were that it uses too much of the Vita uh, mechanics that, that are available to why it. Why is that a bad thing? It just got to be too much, I guess, and they just overdid it. Okay. I don't know. It's really cool stylized. It's hard to describe, but you're just like this guy... Very plain. He's either a black or a white figure, and you can pick a male or a female, and you just run across the board. And, like, sometimes parts of the level will move depending on if you move right. Certain parts will, like, raise or lower or move left or right with you. And if you go back to the left, they will go back to where they started. If you jump, certain platforms will raise or lower. Just different things unlock different parts of the level, and you have to figure out the right combination of all of the mechanics to get to the next part. Nice. Um, music's really good. All of the, the background and the art style of it is really neat. I, I would recommend it. I mean, especially for free. If you have a Vita, you really have no excuse not to play it right now. Yeah. At least this month. Yeah. Um, so give it a try. I like it. I think it's better than what the reviews have been giving it from what I've played, which is probably about an hour's worth, maybe. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing more of that. And that's all I played this week, but I'm looking forward to Dragon Crown, Dragon's yeah. Crown, which was the other Vita free game this month, I, which I almost bought a bunch of times. I just never did. Glad I held off. Yeah. Um, that one has a lot of good reviews, so yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that. That's one I really wanted to play, and I was yeah. hoping it would come out on the PlayStation Network mm-hmm. for the PS4. Maybe it's still well. And also, Road Not Taken was the PS4 free game this month. Well, you know what? I think somebody mentioned the PS Plus games in the feedback, oh, okay. so we'll talk about that in a uh-huh. minute. That's all I played, man. Okay. Uh, the only thing I played this week was I got an itch for it due to my playing Lord of the Rings uh, Skyrim. I told myself I wasn't going to play Skyrim anymore, even though I had the Legendary Edition, which had all the DLC and stuff. But as I said, Lord of the Rings, uh, I kind of wanted to be in that type of setting. So the the closest game I had to that with with such an open feel was, was Skyrim. And I had never really experienced any of the mods either. I When I played it a bunch before, it was on the 360, so it's also my first experience with Skyrim mods. And I, we're, I think we're going to do a Skyrim mods episode where we cover some of, the, some of the bigger ones and some of the ones that we use. So I won't get too much into the specific mods, but I made uh, – well, one of the mods was – it's called oh, – it's escape me but it's basically a mod that that changes your starting uh situation in skyrim so really you know you know how you're like a prisoner uh at the beginning of the game well this makes it so you can choose from a bunch of different starting uh locations and 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 situations so like one of them is like you're a wealthy landowner or you're uh, a business owner uh you you can be like i start i wanted to make like a roguish type of character like a thief character so i started off as a highway bandit uh, and it started me in like a, a fortress, like you know, it, kind of in the middle of the map, uh, up near up past White Run. Okay, uh, which is, which is cool, you know. If you don't want to be the Dragonborn, you don't have to be the Dragonborn. You know, yeah. you just start with and whatever. Do you get where, dragon shouts then? I think you could still kind of play through the main story. I haven't tried to figure that out yet. Okay, but, um, I got a bunch of armor ones. I got all the graphic, a lot of the graphics ones. The graphics look really, really nice when when they're all updated with the the Skyrim mods. So yeah, I'm really, really digging it. I that's one I would love to see put on PS4. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be tasty with, with the HD textures because you know the the one I use is a secondary uh, mod, but the 
uh, Bethesda did actually release updated visuals for for you know newer computers and stuff. They just could put that on the PS4 version. Yeah, I mean, I I never played any of the DLC for it either. Yeah. So if they released a legendary, yep. with all the updated graphics and all that, I would be so pumped. I don't know why they wouldn't. I'm sure a lot of people would buy that. Yeah, I would. I played Dawn Guard. It's the only DLC I played, and I really loved Dawn Guard. It's like when games like Sleeping Dogs and Tomb Raider are being put out on HD remakes. Like, how is Skyrim not being put out? Maybe it will aspect? be, but that they should do it soon if they're going to do it. Definitely should do it soon. Yeah. Well, you know, looking at the games coming out soon, maybe they shouldn't do it. Soon. <laughs> I don't know. Summer, maybe next summer. Yeah, next summer would be perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I oh, so good. I, I'm level ten. I've just I've I started the hearth hearth fire yeah uh, one where you build your house. I haven't done that much with it because I spent all my money on my plot of land, all my stealings uh, earnings. Nice on my plot of land. It's f- like five thousand septums, I think is what they're called. Um, but I'm really uh, heavily into Skyrim again, and it sucks because I'm I'm not going to play the main story. Uh, so I'm not going to get a beaten game for all the hours I spend playing it, but <laughs> what, yeah, it's what can you do? one of those games just that... enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just going to putz around. So know. did you not play any Last of Us? I didn't play Last of Us. Um, I've got a lot of games. I've got a f- I've started like four or five games that I have to finish. Um, I may play Last of Us tonight because if if I start playing Skyrim, I'm going to be up until three o'clock in the morning, and I can't do that. Although Last of Us kept me up late late one night last week yeah way past my bedtime Dan. so i know just don't oversleep i know well that's just <laughs> it you know we're the getting to work for the these next couple days is imperative that yeah. you get there on time or early so yeah i played skyrim and i absolutely love it all right let's get into feedback Let me call it up here i'll actually i'll show you guys i'll, I'll boot up skyrim when, when we get yeah. done here Tito in the chat says uh, he spent a lot of time doing modding in Skyrim. And yeah. uh, he said he probably spent more time doing that than playing the game. Yeah, tinkering with mods and stuff. Yeah, and but he wanted to him. try out his GTX 780 at the time. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. card, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, you can make it look pretty nice. I have a couple of the graphics mods, and it looks really good. Uh, okay, so on Twitter from Ryan in Iowa says not too sure about the free PS Plus games this month for PS4 but me and the girlfriend just pre-ordered a little Big Planet 3 also I'm down for the Resident Evil remake I've played about half the games in the series so uh, the free PS Plus games were Road, we got Road Not Taken Road Not Taken and, and Fez. Fez for PS4, PS4. Um, Fez I think we we all agree is worth a try it's good yeah definitely give it a shot it's, it's interesting uh it's one of the more unique puzzle platformers oh, yeah. I've ever played. Uh, but it is a very confusing because yes. of how big the world is. I saw somebody, I think I was looking on Reddit or something like that, or maybe just somewhere in the comments about Fez. Uh, just keep playing it. Don't get too worried about where you are in the map or anything yeah, like that. Just play make, the levels. You'll make yourself crazy yeah, if you do that. <laughs> just play the levels and figure out the puzzles to collect the cubes. And just keep doing that. Don't worry about how far you are or anything like that. Just do that, and yeah. it will start to make sense and unfold uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. And I thought that was good advice. Yeah, that's uh, definitely good advice. Road Not Taken is a puzzle rogue type of game. It's all procedurally generated. Um, I guess the one complaint I saw about that is that even though everything changes every time you play it, it still feels too samey. Okay. Um, but it sounded interesting to me, and I'm definitely going to give it a try. 
I always really like these little games. Yeah. You know, I they're think good. they're interesting. I know it's definitely not a triple A title that some people might want, but I don't know. They're I free. Think it's interesting. If, yeah, it's free. I, I, I Give think it a they're shot. worth a shot. Absolutely. Five is definitely worth a shot. Uh, pre ordered Little Big Planet 3, as did I. Only mo- specifically because they, at least Amazon, was offering a little uh, plush sack boy. Are they still? I think so. I haven't checked. Um, but yeah. I like. I'd rather have something like that than uh, in-game like skins and stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about. That. Uh, it's it's a lot more meaningful for me to have a little, especially with a studio. You know, we have. I have a place to put my video game collectibles. We always now. talk about how we're going to get more stuff. Like yeah, that and, and I have just... a bunch of stuff like over over there uh-huh. in the basement that that I dug up when I was cleaning it out, and I just have to bring it in here and like set it up. Yeah, I also got a bravely default poster nice. uh, from my GameStop Power Up Rewards. Oh, cool. I wanted to spend the last of my points, and I could just afford the Bravely Maybe Default I'll poster. Maybe I'll see, because I've got some points. Maybe I'll see if I can get something like that There's to bring in. There's some cool stuff on there. Yeah. I was very cool. very impressed. There was a lot of stuff. So Yeah, I, I'm pumped for Little Big Planet 3. I thought that looked awesome yep. at E3. I've also got to get another controller for my PS4, so me and the wife can play it. I probably borrow one of mine. I, I should have another one. Uh, I spoke to my girlfriend and said, hey, there's a game coming out this November I'd really like to play together. You would have thought I asked her to open a meth lab with me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you think you'll ever break her down? No. Never? She's just like so dead set against it and think it's just such a waste of time that she just won't do it. Yeah, but you said she watches reality TV shows? Like, say yes to the dress? Dan. What's the difference? Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. The difference Everyone. is men and women. Yeah, well, and you understand that she has her thing yeah. that she likes that's you know, I just wanted to try it with me. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, maybe. What can you do? Yeah. You just shrug. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Down for the Resident Evil remake. I'm. I'm also too. I, I pay attention to that one. See, we'll see how it goes. Uh, like, like, like Craig said earlier in the uh, in the chat that uh, it may not hold up. It may be kind of slow, but mm-hmm. eh, it's worth a shot. It's a classic. So. Uh, Dave in Boston on Facebook says, I agree with you guys on Destiny. I love the beta, but if it's going to be a short and shallow game, I'm concerned. Also, not a big fan of three-person parties. That's too small. I think a lot of people have kind of echoed our, our sentiments on it. It's, there's not going to be enough there. Everybody's worried. Everybody likes it, but is worried. It's going to be a good game, just not enough content. Yeah. Uh, there was actually an article. I didn't get to read enough of it to talk about it today, but... Uh, they came, Bungie came out and said that don't expect too many big changes from what you saw in the beta. Yep. So, um, as far as the parties go, I think that three is fine for the strike missions. Um, uh, we did talk last week. Maybe Dave wasn't didn't tune in for last week's show about the uh, the bigger raid type yeah. of missions that are going to be six player parties um, without so, matchmaking. Yeah, without matchmaking. So you're actually going to need six people that you know to join up in a party. Um, Which I think is cool. I do, too. I think it's... Uh, we talked about it last week if you want to hear more about it, but yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. Um, yeah, so maybe that'll be more your style than just the three, three-player three strike missions. Okay. But Sounds good. I think we're all in the same boat on where we stand with Destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be awesome, but probably be done within a couple... And people are going to be max level by the end of the 24 hours after it's I out. think people are going to be pissed. That that's the case, but I think at this point you, ought, you should be expecting that yeah, to happen. Yeah, you should know. Yeah. I agree. Uh, 
email. Hey guys, it's Ryan from Parma, Ohio. I haven't contacted you guys for a couple of years. I think I've been catching up, or I think, but a, a couple of years, I think, but I've been catching up and it's a great podcast as usual. I was just wondering what you guys thought. I have been getting back into gaming and I've been strictly a PC gamer for a while until The Last of Us and Fire Emblem got me into consoles and handhelds again. Now I'm debating on getting a PS4 or PS Vita. I know PS Vita. I know the price is an obvious difference, but uh, I don't have a ton of time to sink into games unless it's in the wee hours of the night. My wife isn't the most understanding of my hobbies. I was thinking handheld would be great for getting some gaming without being away from everyone, but Destiny looks pretty great, and I don't want to get it on the PS3 because I feel like I wouldn't get the full experience. What do you guys think would be a good choice? Thanks, guys. Now th- Hmm. We'll start with uh, PS. Oh yeah, PS4, PS Vita, Vita. Yeah. As the only one of us that owns a Vita, I honestly, and I know this probably isn't what you want to hear, but both. <laughs> I was actually thinking <laughs> that too. Yeah, I would probably go get a new PS4 and get a used Vita. Uh, I would get one of the old ones. Don't get one of the new ones. I, from what I understand, the old ones are a little better. The yeah, screen the, the, is better. the screen is better. Yeah. specifically uh, on the other ones. Yeah, I just I don't know. The thing with the Vita is that, like I talked about this earlier on, there are a lot of good games that I have loaded on my Vita, but that's from having it for a year now and just downloading the free games over the year. Yeah. I have only paid for a couple games that I have for Vita. It doesn't have a huge library. No, it doesn't. And the games that it does have, I the only one like exclusive to it that I would say this is the one you have to play is Tearaway. But I also haven't played the Uncharted on the Vita. Right. Which it got good, really good reviews. So that I guess I would probably add that one to that uh-huh. list. But other than those two, I mean, th- there's not really those games on there that you're like, oh, God, I have to play this. The, the thing about PlayStation, though, especially the way that things are going now, is that obviously they're really big into the indies. And those just fit the Vita so well. Yeah. Like Rogue Legacy. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, like, this game feels like it was made to made, play on the yeah. Vita. Yeah, like, I could see that. And that's such a good game. And I, I, if I hadn't already played it, and I already know how it is and how long it's going to take me to play it, so I don't know if I will play it again. But if it ever comes out for free on PS Plus or Vita, I will download it in a second. Yeah. But just games like that, and, like, if Journey ever comes out, that's what the Vita's good for. Remote play, too. And remote play. That's the other thing I was going to bring up. If you have your PS4... And you're playing late at night, like you're talking about. Like if, if your your girl wants you in bed next to her, at the very least, at least you can play remote play on your Vita from your PS4 streaming to it. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, we all know it's no secret there are not a ton of great games out for PS4 right now, but I think there's enough, and there's plenty coming. Yeah. As everybody knows, and they've got a lot of exclusives coming out. You need your Uncharted, your Bloodborne, uh, The Order. So there's there's good stuff coming out, and uh, on top of all the things that aren't exclusive. So I, I think if you got both, that's your best bet. If you're gonna get just one, I would get a PS4. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's just uh, there's just more more available on the PS4. There's the, just more meat to it. Yeah, they're the, like I think they even kind of not directly said, but they're really not going to be making that many more Vita exclusive they games. They pretty much did say that. Yeah, uh, there won't be a lot of Vita exclusive games. Like Eric said, there's going to be a ton of indies that are coming out for it, and a lot of them work really well with it. There's also going to be PlayStation Now, but that's a little bit too pricey right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that being your your go to way of gaming for for now. But if you're into the indies and you don't think you're going to get enough use from the PS4 with the games that are out or that are coming out, you really can't go wrong with the Vita because the indie games are only 15 20 bucks on there. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're quick games you can get in and out of fairly quickly. You, all, you also don't need a huge memory card to have them on there because they're all relatively small. You will need a memory card, you will though, need which memory is card, expensive which are and expensive. obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can probably find deals for those online. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd go PS4 if you could only get one, but I would say get a PS4 and then get a used, older-style Vita, which is the one that I have. Yep. That will be my advice. Okay. Uh, and I'm in your situation, too. I only play video games, like, really late at night. So in the summer, I don't get as much time because I have to get up early for work, but... Uh, I you know I usually start my gaming hours at about ten o'clock and and play till one or two, so I, I feel your pain. I probably could play video games during the day if I wanted to, but I I don't I don't like to do that. You know, uh, you know I'm getting to the point now where my my son's gonna start getting into games too, so uh, we'll be able to play together a little bit. And he 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 likes watching Mario Kart, so at least there's that. Uh, we'll be able to play stuff on the Wii U together for uh, you know coming up pretty soon here. So that's a good thing. I would also ask Ryan to let us know like what kind of games he's into. That yeah. would help to help, you know, pick out what he should get also, yeah. you know. Yeah. Look look at the list of games that's coming out in September, October, November and I think it's going to make a PS4 purchase worth it, even if they're not exclusives. Yeah, they're, they're games. They're still you good games. Play, yeah, like, a lot of good stuff. And then February, you could even go that far. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of shit coming out. Yep. I think it'll be worth it. I agree. Okay. I actually have another email. Oh, perfect. Tito from L.A. sent us an email. He says, I guess for feedback, I'll just mention Towerfall Ascension. I saw it was free on PS4 and knew immediately that my nephews and niece would love it. They were playing it all day while I was visiting my sisters, and it was a complete blast. It was just so much fun. It reminds me of a classic NES game that was similar in terms of trying to take out another player in this repeating room, but you didn't have arrows to shoot. And there was a POW box you could hit to knock out any enemies that would enter the room. I forget what it was called or if it was just a level in the Mario universe. Uh, Towerfall is great because it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still win some games. My niece, who is six, beat me a couple times. What a great game. They could not get enough of it. Yeah. So, that honestly, Dan, every time we're going to do the podcast, I think about texting you and be like, hey... I just want to stick around for a while. I'm able to just play Towerfall. Yeah. Because I just want to try it. We should do that. We should. It's, I mean, that's probably one we'll play when we do our guys weekend again, Yeah, too. yeah. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Me and we'll play it a, briefly. It's Maybe another like an one hour. that we could do, like, if we're going to do a competitive game yeah. episode between the four of us, we could do a Towerfall one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because yeah. it's fun. It's one of those niche games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I dug Towerfall. I bought I bought it when it came out. Same here. Because um, we were going to do an episode we about were. it, but me and Will were the only ones that were able to play it, so we we, we decided to hold off on doing an, an actual like episode about it. But that that would be a good a good topic for an yeah. Episode. I I did I downloaded it when it came out for free, so yeah, I do have it. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's it, Daniel. Okay. Uh, this is usually when we do roundtable, and I have a roundtable, but I want to save it. 
for when Corey comes back. There's actually another feedback I didn't put in okay. that was directed towards Corey. It was an anime question from uh, Ryan in Iowa. Just, okay. I didn't want him to think we forgot. Right. So we'll do that next time. Yeah, because, you know, obviously Corey is, is as absent, and he's he's our, our anime watcher. Corey's always messing things up. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you guys the, the round table so you can maybe think about it. Because, uh, I, I mean, I already have my answer because I already thought about right. it. But uh, if you were to be one, like, stereotypical video game character, what type of character would it be and why? And it's got to be, like, a stereotypical uh, video game character. All right. And, and you know, what what character would that be and, and why? So Is this one that's that. already made or just a type? Like, could we pick a specific character? Yeah. Okay. You could pick a specific character. I have a character type in mind for me. Okay, but you know you could do you could do either one. All right. So think about that, and we'll 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 get answers. And if anyone uh anyone listening wants to chime in with that for for feedback next week, that's that's that'll be our roundtable for for next week's episode. So right. uh, you can you can chime in. Uh, and I think that's it, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it for episode one fifty nine of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. <laughs>